You're listening to the Faith City Outreach with your host, Marina Maria, who is also the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. Marina wants you to remember Matthew 6:33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guests, Heidi and Doug Hemp from Hemp Legacy Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization in Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach to share your testimony and the prosperous ministry that the Lord has given you both to serve individuals and families that live well below the poverty level. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Heidi, I know that Hemp Legacy Foundation is an acronym, or exactly I should say, HEMP is an acronym and represents your mission, which is honor, encourage, motivate, and prosper. And it was founded in 2010. When did God put it in your heart to start HEMP Legacy Foundation with your husband, Doug? Um, well, originally my brother, uh, we we're from Minnesota, we moved to Arizona, and my brother actually went to church on the street. So he got into meth, and that was how this whole crazy organization started out. He went there, I did the math, he was gonna be there over Christmas, I wanted him to see his kids. They were just trying to keep the lights on and everything like that, so uh, I said, well, you're not doing anything? And they're like, well, no, we don't really do anything. And so I was like, okay, well, uh, could we do a Christmas like dinner or something? And they said yes. So at that time, we did a Christmas dinner. We ended up serving over 1,200 individuals because all of the um, homeless had come down. And so it was really exciting and everything. But I still, um, I didn't really consider it a ministry. People kept saying like, what's your ministry, your ministry, or telling me that this is your ministry, you know? And I was like, uh, no, like I'm a business owner. <laughs> we have a cleaning company, like that's what we do. And, um, I see it a lot now in other people as well, that what they end up doing is what is kind of their hobby, that's really what their purpose and their vision is that God has for them. And so my whole life I have been doing like, I love to do parties and events and things like that. If you came over, it was a dinner party. It wasn't just coming over for dinner, you know, because I just wanted it to be an event. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's kind of how it all got got started just you know doing what I what I love to do helping people mm -hmm. getting to meet more people and I wasn't looking like I said to start a foundation I wasn't looking to do any great thing we just wanted to have dinner and to make sure that my brother was going to be with his family at Christmas so was it challenging to start the foundation the foundation itself wasn't I mean the paperwork and stuff you just do that you send it mm -hmm. in um, that portion is easy to do as far as starting the foundation um, and actually doing the work mm -hmm. I just did the dinner and that was it and then I was so excited I remember going back down there and I was thinking oh gosh I hope they let me do it again and they were like you can do whatever you want whenever you want <laughs> and I was like all right I'm all in on this and of course it was funny because they I mean for that Christmas event they would call me every day and ask me stuff and I mean normally that would drive you crazy you know like what kind of turkey I'm like what do you mean what kind of turkey like I'm gonna make a turkey we're gonna stuff it we're gonna have turkey you know 
uh, what kind of mashed potatoes, like instant mashed potatoes, you know, and I couldn't figure out why they kept doing that. Like, why were they calling me every day? What kind of vegetable? <laughs> and um, they ended up saying that a lot of people make promises that they're going to do events and things and then they don't show up. And that was just crazy to me. Like, I couldn't imagine because three days before that Christmas, that first Christmas, my brother actually left the treatment facility. So it was just us going down there by ourselves and making it happen, you know. So I think that God has a funny way of <laughs> coming to you and meeting you wherever you're at. <laughs> and so by doing what I love and having the support of my husband, of course, to always back me up, I think that realistically you're gonna do it you're just doing it the wrong way you're throwing events for somebody else or you're doing this for someone else or you know but once you get that purpose and you figure out what your purpose is it isn't like work so even though we do things seven days a week it does not seem like seven days a week you were just doing what you love doing yeah just doing what i love doing but you just made it official through yeah, paperwork but we made it official and actually we had so many um organizations um People would say, oh, you should talk to these people. You should talk to these people. We would go and ask them for donations. And they would say things like, oh, my gosh, Heidi, like, if you were a nonprofit, we'd be able to help you out. And um, so in 2014, so I did it for four years before we even did the paperwork. So, and people still donated. I mean, we had, oh, my gosh, the, like, the second year we did it. So the first year we had about 1,200. The second year we had over 5,000 people show up. And so it just became so big so fast that we didn't have time to think about, like, is this what we want to do? Is this going to be our, you know, our organization? Are we going to do it? Are we, you know, we were already all in at that point. And then, of course, seeing the kids and everyone so happy to get something. And then I started realizing at that point that a lot of people help out women and children, but not a lot of people help out men. So um, that Christmas, I remember there was like 12 or 13 other events going on, but they were all for the women. There was none for the men. And um, I guess I had never thought about that, but I mean, my church didn't do like a men's Christmas, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So then I started to specialize like, okay, we're going to do some other events and we're going to focus towards the men too more. That's really good that you identified the need, and that was the need of serving men and finding resources yes. for men. Yes. And um, I think that, you know, for myself, because it was my brother, and I was so codependent, I mean, if he was gone, I was throwing up, like everything. I couldn't even handle myself. I would be crying. I got such depression. I couldn't get out of bed and things like that. And... By doing my purpose, when I stepped into that, I was able to tell myself, okay, I might not be able to save this one person, my brother, but I might be the one that can talk or touch someone else's life, and maybe that will change them. So I had to believe that when I'm giving this one underwear, someone's giving my brother underwear. When I'm giving this one deodorant, someone's giving my brother deodorant. And that really you know, you start to rely on God a lot more because then more and more stuff you need, more and more stuff needs to get out. And that made all the difference for us, I believe, is that when we stop looking at ourselves or stop looking at what we can't do, I would just focus on what it is that we wanted to do. And then I just believe that God would make that happen for us. What is your salvation story, Heidi? 
Um, well, my salvation story. So when I was growing up, our parents, like, uh, you know, when Sunday rolled around, we may or may not be going to church. I wasn't really, um, I, I wasn't, I loved church, but I wasn't like, it wasn't my thing just because they would put stars up every time you showed up. Well, mine would be here, and then 12 weeks later, there'd be another star, you know. And so I was like, oh, geez, you know, like I, was, I didn't really want to go. But I remember that they would always say, okay, put your head down. Now, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, raise your hand. And I would raise my hand, and every single time I would raise my hand, they're like, Heidi, you only have to get saved once. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to make sure that it's real good. So <laughs> no matter where we went, if it was a church, a vacation Bible school, it didn't matter if we slept over at night. Um, uh, if uh, if I slept over at somebody's house, I asked to be saved <laughs> at every church. The Catholic church, the Lutheran church, the Methodist church. I mean, I was all in on it. And so, um, I don't know. I guess I've been saved a million times in a million different places. And, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're in the gutter, you're just hoping that you can be saved one more time. And I think that that was just me. So... That's where that's where I've always been and what I've always done. I read that Hemp Legacy Foundation has already become best known for its three signature community outreach events. And the events serve 300 to 1,800 individuals and families per event. What three events do these include? Uh, the main events that we are known for would be uh, Best Day Ever, which is just for women. And then the next one would be Man Up, which is just for men. And then Christmas with a cause. And then that's for families and everyone. And they're all kind of set up the same. We do the format of kind of like a shopping center. So people get like a credit card when they come in. It lists every single station. And then of course we don't call them stations when you're there, we call them shops. So if you need makeup, you're gonna to go to Fancy Face. Or if you need, you know, underwear, you're gonna to go to Under Gucci. You know, so we just give them little funny names and it just makes it so much more fun. And then you're able to go ahead and shop. So those are the ones that we're most known for. But besides those, um, we do 48 hour SOS. So mm -hmm. we will pop up for 48 hours out in the street. We'll be there all night, all day, all night, all day. And um, we feed homeless, we'll come up. We have, um, we'll get porta potties delivered in that have showers in them. So we can do showers, we can do um, food, we bring in dentists, we bring in doctors, we bring in everything so they can get checkups and all of that. Um, we bring out the clothing and we just keep people going for 48 hours. And usually about 1800 people at a time go through, 1800 to 2148 hours. So we're serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus we're serving, you know, snacks. I mean, there's food all the time. They can take food with them. They can stay there. And then at the end of that, people are, you know, if they're sobered up, then a lot of places will take them, like Teen Challenge Church on the street. So that way, we've already sobered them up, and we're like, hey, and they're like, yeah. And so that's another way that we reach out to people. So you give them the opportunity to sober up mm -hmm. and um, be presentable. Yeah. To be able to enter, yeah, to other, enter. other organizations and, and get to, resources. And some do want to. Mm -hmm. And so how we're, you know, we're just there to meet them wherever they're at. And a lot of times we'll see, like people will see us out there and they'll stop by on the side of the road and they're like, what are you doing over here? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And we tell them what they're doing. They're like, oh, we're going to give you 20 bucks. <laughs> or, oh, we're going <coughs> to, excuse me. 
we're going to donate or we're going to come out or how do we know about you? What do we do? And so things like that. So it's really good to um, be able to meet the public that way too because they're always so shocked and they want to know what you're doing. And we do them in poor areas. So sometimes people will be coming out of their homes. All of a sudden kids are coming for breakfast. You know, it's great. When does this event usually happen throughout the year? Because um, you said it happens one time, right? No, the 48-hour outreaches we do a few times a year. Okay. It just depends. Um, we've done them up in um, Prescott, all over, all over the Valley, Phoenix. So just we'll get a group of people together and decide we want to do one and pop it up. Of course, with the COVID, this year, mm -hmm. this last year has been crazy. So um, even with our Christmas, we had to go to drive through and um, then some facilities were on lockdown, so then we were we would have to load up all the pallets of stuff that's just for that facility and drop it off. So, you know, there, we were trying to get Christmas out however we could. We also helped, like, Toys for Tots. We helped them, donated 15 pallets of toys to them. Um, we were able to help other churches and things, you know, because they were all on shutdown. And so, you know, by doing things like that, we were just able to get it out there. This year, we did over 11,000 people just in um, from Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving. And then always our Christmas is the first Saturday in December. So when we do Christmas with the cause, it's every year the same time, the first Saturday in December. Man Up and Best Day Ever are the uh, Thursday before either Mother's Day or Father's Day. But we never call it like Mother's Day or Father's Day just because a lot of them have lost their children or they've had them taken away or whatever. So we don't, we don't ever say that it's the best day ever or it's man up. What are the stores that help provide resources to your to your foundation oh, that yeah. you help serve? In we get a lot of, a lot of, um, most of our donations actually, um, we're getting from Amazon, a lot of Amazon. We get from Walmart, we get from Costco, different Costco stores. We have 12 CVS stores that donate to us. Um, we have other uh, people that are, you know, know different things, different people in the um, community and they just donate money or they donate product or whatever. So we pretty much just, I don't know, we don't really have too many needs as far as that. Hygiene is always the number one need, um, but so much stuff comes through now that's just donated to us, um, or people will sign up like, yeah, I just wanna give only for this or only for that, and so then that's how we get all of our, um, all of our supplies and stuff in. And then we also, um, besides doing our events, something that people don't really know, they, you know, like I said, they kind of focus on the three main events, but it's the little days, you know, not just the big days. And mm -hmm. so the little days, um, the regular days, those days we're helping over 300 nonprofits. So that's another thing that we do. So and you get supplies every month? No, well, every, every, like probably at least three, four, five times a week. Almost wow. every day we get it in. Wow. Yeah, so different stuff comes in. We sort it, we separate it, we make sure it's good, get rid of what's broken, um, you know, whatever it needs to be, and then get ready to go. 
and then we do like events that are um, like we I always say free 90 free like that's our price mm-hmm. <laughs> it's free and mm-hmm. so um, we do um, nonprofit shopping days and then we do family shopping days and so when we do that like the nonprofit shopping days we'll put out like 50 60 pallets of stuff out and nonprofits can come through with their trucks and load up whatever it is that they need so they can take it or they're just taking it out to the street sometimes so whatever it is that they need so then we're able to help and reach out to more and more people and then our families or individuals it's all by invite only so they're referred to us either by a church or by somebody that knows somebody or they're in a halfway house or in a treatment or sex trafficked or battered women or 18 to 25 year olds that foster out of foster care so that's how we the different people that we help veterans um, we do people that are released from prison um, are able to come down and shop and get clothes and then go into their treatment or their rehabilitation and get started how do organizations uh, partner with you um, to get a hold of us yes yeah so they can either go to our website which is hemp legacy foundation.org h-e-m-p legacy foundation.org um, and they can fill out, it'll say referral, and they can refer a person, they can refer a family, or they can refer the whole organization, like Teen Challenge. They can put on their you know, Teen Challenge of Phoenix or Teen Challenge of Scottsdale or whatever. So you can refer the organizations as well. And then um, they will fill out the stuff, what they're looking for, what they need, and then someone will get back to them. And then we open it up and they can come on in and shop. So it's kind of like a personal or private shopping center. They can come in and get whatever it is that they need. I know you have a lot of volunteers. How many volunteers do you have? Yeah, we have over 300 different volunteers. Um, Just to do Christmas alone, it takes over 300, just around 300. And so we have volunteers from all over. So um, we get our volunteers by word of mouth. We get our volunteers by... um, (coughs) companies that have heard about us like the canby hotel and then like that's one that's going to be um with us right now so on the 25th um we're going down there they're stuffing easter eggs um we do egg extraordinary family (laughs) so that that's a fun one so we're doing 10,000 easter baskets right now that are heading out to the streets so that's where we're at for this month but like they'll come and volunteer or, you know, it might be a family that wants to bring, you know, their whole family wants to come down and volunteer. Um, so all they have to do is go on the website again and they can click on where it says get involved and they can fill out that they want to come down and volunteer. And we always have clothes sorting and shoes sorting and, you know, just all kinds of products and projects that need the assistance. I noticed that in your brochure, you have included the scripture, Galatians 5.13, where it says, I do not use my freedom to indulge my sinful nature, rather I serve others with love. Was this a scripture that God gave you? Yes, that scripture actually, the very first Christmas event that I was going to do, um, God had showed me that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good scripture. Like, I love that scripture because... We all have that sinful nature just to do, do, do for ourselves or whatever. And so it's so exciting to be able to, um, yeah, I want to serve people. And also with my own fight with depression, um, I know a lot of people don't want to talk about things like that, but for myself, it is what it is. And um, so 
when I'm focusing on someone else, it's very hard for you to feel sorry for yourself. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I want this, I want that, or whatever it is. But when you're serving, and you know, everybody's in a crisis that comes to ours. You know, no one's coming to me because, yeah, they're having their best day ever. You know, they're coming to me because it's their worst day ever. And so um, both my husband and myself and all my volunteers, too, you know, they'll pray with them. They'll talk to them. I mean, we have people that even at our Christmas event, can you pray over? I don't know what kind of gift wrap my kids would want. <laughs> I mean, they want, like, everything. So we will pray for anybody, anytime. Um, it's just exciting, you know, to see how that little word service, you know, is just such a positive word I mean we get to serve other people we get to do for somebody else what they can't do for themselves we can make it happen and so that's what's so exciting because when you get something a gift like just for no reason or flowers for no reason it's so exciting and just think like we have that opportunity every day just to give something it doesn't matter what it is even if it's just time you think it's time is nothing but to somebody that's everything and so that's what's really exciting is to be able to serve and I love that and that scripture, we have it on our brochures, on our cards, on everything. And I just tell people that, you know, especially like drug addicts and um, things like that, you know, they always think that their life is bad because of one thing. No, all of our lives are bad. <laughs> it's like, we're all trying to move forward. It's not because you did this or because I did that or because I didn't do this. And, you know, it's like I tell people all the time, we all made the same mistakes. Everybody drank and drove, okay? Some made it home. Some didn't make it home. Some went to prison for DWI. Some killed somebody. You know, we've all done stupid things. So God doesn't look at that like, oh, you killed somebody. That's a 10. But you could have did for them and you didn't. So that's a 1. No, it's all a 10. <laughs> you know, he doesn't like any of it. So I always tell people, just move forward. And the best way, I think, for that is just to serve others. Do you find that people are very receptive towards you wanting to pray for them? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, we could, we have um, at each of our events as well, we have, we call Take It to the Cross. So that's one of the stations. We give out Bibles and notebooks. We give out um, like the adult coloring books and colored pencils that are all the promises of God that are the... Um, Psalms, all the Psalms, we do all different things like that. And then what they do is they come up, they get a prayer request sheet, and they write down what their problem is or what they're thinking. Then we have people that will pray for them, and then we have them pin it on the cross to get rid of it. And we say, now when you turn your back from the cross, like you're leaving it at the cross, like you don't need to keep picking that back up. And so they pin it to the cross, and then we always give them lifesavers because Jesus is a lifesaver. Mm -hmm. So that just reminds them, and then they just think, oh, that's so funny. And then that just sticks with people. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of miracles happen going through um, even from our organization to us personally to people that have come through our events. It is God has just worked things out like you would never, you can even imagine the crazy things that have happened to us. Please share a couple of those miracles that you've witnessed. Oh my gosh, like <laughs> one that I always think is so funny is Okay, so one year, we're getting ready for our Christmas event. We have all these people coming, and it's like 3 in the morning, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I wake up, I'm, Doug is like, you're just excited, lay back down. I'm like, no, I'm not excited. Like, something is wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, it's wrong, it's wrong, something's wrong. We get dressed, we start heading down, and all of a sudden, 
they call us from one of our organizations and they said, oh my gosh, Heidi, I don't know how to tell you this, but they were gonna be working in the kitchen. They said, we can't work in the kitchen. We have the health department here. Everything is going you know, to hell in a handbag, more or less. And I'm like, what's going on? They said, the, they have like a big a connex that was turned into a walk-in freezer. All of the meat, everything in there. Well, all my food was in there. They said, all your meat is bad, like everything. So we had 975 pounds of prime rib in there. And all was, I'm like, oh my God, well, you know, I mean, not even Sam's Club's open this early. So I'm like, just do what you guys can do. I called another organization and said, can you at least make like the mashed potatoes and get that stuff going? They're like, sure, we'll be right over. And 10 minutes before our doors open, all of a sudden they pull up with all the meat. And I'm like, where did this come from? And they said, Heidi, when she put the thermometer in, yours was in the middle. It was the only thing that was still cold. Yours was the only thing that's good. We had to throw out everything else. Wow. So things like that happen all the time. Another time we had a gentleman, um, oh, what was the name of that? Um, he, had, he had something wrong with him. Um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, remember from Teen Challenge? And he came up and hepatitis. I, yeah, yeah he had hepatitis. hepatitis. He had hepatitis and his whole goal in life was he wanted to be a chef. And he was like, you know, I can never work in the kitchen because I have hepatitis. And so um, I had told him, I said, listen, when you go up to that cross, I said, and they pray for you. I said, like, don't ask me to pray for you if you don't want it to work. Like when I pray, I expect like miracles have been happened. So if you don't really want to be straight, then don't come up to me, you know? <laughs> like you have someone else pray for you. And so I get him that expectancy. And so he came up to the cross and I said, do not leave until you get what you came for. I had said that when we were talking during um, during the like little lecture that I was giving them. And so he came up and I seen him and he, they prayed for him and he went to the cross and then he was down at the cross and he was praying. And then he was there for a long time. And I was like, geez, he's been there a long time. So um, he just stayed at the cross, and then finally he left. And so, like, we didn't know any of this was going on. You know, we just knew that he didn't want to have hepatitis. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was, like, five, like, five days later, the hepatitis was having, they were having, like, a, um, like a trial program thing, and it was, like, $2,000 a person. And someone had said that they would pay that for him. So he went through the trial program, and then, like, you know, some of them got the real medicine, some didn't, and all of that. It ended up being two months completely clean of hepatitis. And he was so excited. He came running over to tell us about it. And he said, Heidi and Doug, like, you will not believe what happened. Like, I wanted that so bad. And I go, well, what made you? He goes, remember when I was at the cross, that man up, I was there for so long. And I go, yes. And he goes, because you told me don't leave until I get what I came for. <laughs> he goes, I was making sure I got it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, now he's a chef, you know, doing what wow. he wants to do. But, I mean. It's so amazing to see things like that happen, you know? Right. I mean, so that Thanks was God. like one, just from one of the guys that came across our path. And then, like I said, one for our organization and for us personally, oh my gosh, things happen that are, like only God can make it happen. And it happens over and over again. Have you seen us. him recently? Oh my gosh, yes. We just, um, 
So uh, we have a vehicle. It has 350,000 miles on it. It's like a, a million miles. And so um, that vehicle, like, okay, my husband was driving my truck first. Okay, now all of a sudden that truck went to heck. So that truck is in getting fixed. So then we jump into his car. Oh my gosh, then that car went to the end. They're like, hey, you're going to need a whole new transition, transmission on that one. Like, oh my gosh, where is that going to come from? And we had some friends of ours that had helped me out at Christmas time. And I had told Don, I said, just give me this truck. My gosh, this is so beautiful. It's so nice, this great big truck. Like, I could haul so much stuff in here, Don. She's like, you are hauling stuff in it. Like, and I'm like, no, you should give it to us. <laughs> so anyways, we called and asked them if they could help us get a vehicle. And they're like, yes. I said, or Don, you can just give us, give me yours, you know, like the one that I really want. And she goes, okay. And so then when we went over there to pick up the truck to use it, they ended up giving us the truck. And so we got that brand new truck, you know. Praise so, the Lord. But that kind of thing happens all the time to us. Like, I mean, so many times things like that have happened to us and we see it all the time. So that's what's exciting. You never know. <laughs> you know and I don't care if it's happening to me if it's happening to you like I know God can do more than one miracle a day so I always try to find someone that has what I want I'm like yeah you did it for them like <laughs> I know you can do it for me like make that happen and it happens every time so oh. that's one thing I would definitely say to all of your viewers is that if you can find someone else <laughs> that has that and you want that there's no reason why you can't have that and if you can dream it, I mean, and believe it and receive it, I mean, God can give it to you because he only wants the very, very best for us. And so that's what's so exciting, too, is to see that. And especially if it's used for his kingdom glory yes, and honor. Yes, yes, of course it is. Right. Because, you know, I mean, who just asks for, like, whatever, you know? It happens all the time with us. I mean, I remember before we were, like, praying that we could get you know, 20 bucks to go to the dollar store, you know, so you get some more toys. And it's like now, you know, toys for Tots needs toys from us. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, now yeah, you provide it. it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, bring it on. So, you know, it's like, it's true. God's vision is so much bigger than your own vision. Mm -hmm. So if you can just somehow get out of the way and I'll tell you, oh my gosh, this is another thing. So right before a man up event, I was so sick and everybody knows like man up, that's my thing. <laughs> like I love all the boys they tell me they love me I believe them you know it's like the girls are like I don't want that person I want that one but the guys they love me and I love them you know so oh my gosh I was so sick and I remember laying in bed and you know that Toby Mac song steal my show mm -hmm. so I was like oh god I'm so sick just steal my show and I heard God so clearly say Heidi did you ever think maybe you're sick because you're trying to steal my show <laughs> I was like what <laughs> Like, I wanted to have a conversation, but I really didn't. You know, I'm just like, I feel, I'm feeling good, God. I feel real good. I'm just going to lay her and take a nap. But, and oh what did you gosh. do after you heard that? I was laying there, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, I just wanted the very best. And, you know, he, you know, I might be thinking the very best is, you know, whatever. Everyone gets a new toothbrush, but he's thinking, like, everyone's getting toothbrush, toothpaste, and floss, you know? And so you can't outgive God. So that's like the thing. It's like you can't outdream him. You can't outgive him. You can't whatever. So I just always expect that, you know, if it's his problem, you know, I just say, hey, this is your problem. Like, you know, you got me into this. <laughs> it's like, 
you know, I don't want you to look like a fool, God. Like, you want to look stupid. <laughs> if, if only half of them get socks and the other half don't. So, you know, we've we got to step this up here. And it happens every time. And a lot of times it happens at the last minute, but it always happens, you know, a minute before we need it. So Right on time. <laughs> yes, right on time, you know. Because I just want to know, like, just tell me. Is it going to be five minutes before the doors open? I'm fine with that, but I want to know everything. And he's like, no, you're just going to have to watch and watch and learn, sister. I always can see him, you know. I always tell people, the day I die, you'll know because no one else will. Because God's going to be like, okay, she has questions. <laughs> This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach with today's special guests, Heidi and Doug Hemp from Hemp Legacy Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization in Phoenix, Arizona. We are talking about this ministry God has given them where they both serve individuals and families that live well below the poverty level. Heidi, what are the days and hours of operation? So, um... Because we have multiple locations, we're not just open to the public. So it's invite only or appointment only. So okay. then that way when they come in, we can make sure that they're getting treated what they the need best. Is. And they're getting treated the very best. Like I don't mm -hmm. want to have 20 people and then, oh, there's two toasters, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, so when they make an appointment or call us or get in touch with us, then we set a time aside just for them and also because... Um, we have it all, it's in our warehouses. So we have like men's clothing at one, we have women's clothing at another, things like that. So, you know, we just want to do that one-on-one -on -one personal, mm -hmm. but I mean, we're open to any day, pretty much any time. I mean, we do it Saturday, we do it Sunday, we do it, you know, Monday through Friday, we do it at night if that's when the only time there is. So whatever, you know, our hours are going to be flexible to whatever people need, need from us. How can the community support you? I know Hemp Legacy provides resources to individuals and families that live well below the poverty level. I did read on your brochure that you're not a handout, you're a hand up. Yeah. So how can the community help you? Um, well, there's a lot of ways. I mean, monetary donations, of course, everybody wants monetary donations. Our big thing is, um, if anybody knows, like right now we're looking for a large warehouse, like we need to have at least like 40 50,000 square feet so we can have it set up as a shopping center all the time for people to come through like right now we're getting so many donations and we have so many pallets stacked up that we can't even keep it all in you know so that would be one thing if anybody knows anybody that has a warehouse or anything like that if they get in touch with us you know we're always open to that um also volunteers and lots of groups uh, because we used to be able to do like, oh, we're gonna have a jeans day on Friday, everyone pay five bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so all those companies aren't operating like that anymore. So if you know any companies that are willing to do like a hygiene drive, hygiene is very important and everybody knows that, especially now in summer coming, like we need to have the deodorant, we need to have the body wash, we need bars of soap, we need that type of stuff. And also, a lot of people don't think about the fact that um, the ones that usually get left behind are going to be like your teenage type people. Because once the people become teenagers, the kids, the parents are like, okay, if you're trying to keep the lights on, you're trying to keep the little ones in check, you're not really worried about those. You know, those can kind of fend for themselves. So it's very important that we take care of our youth like that. And mm -hmm. so those are products that are needed all the time. 
And what is your website so that uh, listeners and viewers can go and and learn more about your uh, foundation? Oh, Hemp, H-E-M-P, which is also our last name, LegacyFoundation.org. So um, all I have to do is put in the www.HempLegacyFoundation.org, and then they can just click on... Um, we have PayPal on there too. If they want to donate on there, if they want to get involved, they can volunteer on there. Facebook as well. Yep, yeah, and we have Facebook as well. And then if Facebook is another one too. So um, I can't call every organization and let them know what's going on. So we tell them, you like us on Facebook, and then that way we will post things on there and you'll get it right away. Like, oh, we're having a family outreach you know for families to come through then people can go on there and sign in there you know get a hold of us and then we can give them time slots or we'll say we're a nonprofit or we're doing for teachers or school districts so it's all school supplies or whatever so different organizations churches a lot of churches are in need right now too so you know we can do things for them to help them out um, you know, just however they want to get involved, they can get involved. But definitely, I would say that the website is the best way. And you'll always, you know, we'll always answer the phone or else we'll get back with you, like, right away. Mm -hmm. um, because we don't want anyone to fall between the cracks. And we don't know if, the, the, I mean, some people, this might be their only chance mm -hmm. or their last chance. So, Who do you find that is in most need right now in the community? Um... Well, homeless right now is going to be a big deal, especially with our border right now, how it's wide open, and a lot of people are going to be released, but where are they going to go? There's not a lot of things. There's not a lot of spots. So homeless is going to go up a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, they, I mean, they just got another 31 girls from sex trafficking that just came across the border that they just retrieved. So sex trafficking and all of that is going up because they're sending all these minors over across the border with no parents, no nothing. So, um, you know, that's going to be, everybody is going to have to be watching in their community to see what's going on and, you know, why is this, why is that, whose kids are those, and if they're not their kids, why are they over there, you know? Just to keep a visual eye open because, you know, we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you think you know what's going on in a family and you don't know what's going on. So I tell people... Keep your eyes open all the time. And if you do see a family that, you know, you think could use some help, please go on there, fill out, you know, and we'll see what we can do. I mean, we get beds, we get clothing, I mean, household items, you know, sometimes, you know, might look good from the outside, but on the inside, they're really struggling or hurting. So, mm -hmm. you know, we just have to, I think all of us have to pay attention. I don't think that there's really one specific area right now i mean we have a lot of kids with mental problems right now such as depression anxiety things like that because they're not they Social. can't go out they're not socializing they're not seeing other people and so i mean that's another big one but i mean who's open for that <laughs> you know so we just have to really keep our eyes open i think is there anything that we left out that is important to share about hemp legacy foundation I think just that we're here. I think we're kind of like one of the best kept secrets because no one wants to really talk about us because they're afraid that they're not going to get stuff if they let someone else know. 
But believe me, there's plenty of stuff. There's plenty of stuff to go around. But um, I think that that's, that's one of the things. And also, if it is a nonprofit and they're open to partnering up, I know right now, um, I, I don't know if any of your uh, listeners know this, but grants used to be like you'd apply for a grant and they'd say, okay, we're going to give 30 grants each for $1 million, let's say. So 30 organizations. Now they don't do that. Now they say we're going to give $100 million and we need five organizations that are working together, like a collaborative grant. Mm-hmm. So if people want to partner up with our organization to go in on grants, we're open to that. Because it all goes back out anyways. I always tell people, we're the perfect one to partner with. <laughs> because you're getting the stuff back. You can just send your people over there and they can pick up their hygiene. <laughs> and but, so how do they do that to partner up with you? Um, they can just <laughs> give us a call. Um, churches and things too. If they need assistance, if they need help, they can get in touch with us. I think just that, you know, we're open to however it plays out, however God brings whoever God brings across our path. We want to make sure that we do the the best that we can with them. And so we are open to that. That's great. And um, just personally speaking, what is your favorite scripture you use often during challenging times? Mm. So I know you stay busy. I I met you both um, yesterday or the other day and visited you and I saw the warehouse (laughs) and... I know you told me that you have over 300 volunteers. Yes. This must be a very, I, I know you work full-time. This must be a very challenging job, or ministry, I should yes. say, not a job. Ministry. So what is your favorite scripture that you use? I think it's blessed to be Galatians, you know, our, our number one, you know, <laughs> because we do believe that, you know, um, that uh, we do use our freedom instead of our sinful nature, but we are using our, our freedom to serve other people. And I think that it's just an honor to be able to serve other people too, you know, and to um, hear their stories. And, you know, sometimes like that, I think just the personality that I have, you know, like when I talk to people, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Like, how do we get in this situation? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why are we on the street? Like, I want to know things, you know? Mm-hmm. And because I'm not related to them, they're like, oh, Heidi, like, you won't believe this. And then they tell me their story, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe it. You know, and people ask us a lot of times about honor. Like, what do you mean when you say honoring people? You know, a lot of times you'll see homeless people and people just drive by them. Mm-hmm. Well, myself, I want to know, like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. how did that happen? Because I'll tell you, like, some people on the street for 30 years or whatever, oh, my God, I probably wouldn't even last two days on the street. You know, mm-hmm. something terrible would happen to me. Um, one time we had a bunch of ladies, there's about six of us, and we were deciding, okay, let's be homeless for one weekend just so we can really see, like, what we need and what we're going to do. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, by the time the conversation was over, everyone could bring one backpack. Okay, one would, well, you should bring Starbucks gift cards just in case. This, I mean, it was like so much stuff. I was like, forget it. This is the worst homeless event ever. Like, we don't even know. We can't even be homeless, you know? And it's like, okay, like, I'm going to put underwear in mine. You know, it's like, so, you know, I think that just hearing people's stories and getting invested in their life and kids, too, they're so funny because they will tell you everything. So I love to hear from the <laughs> kids, you know, it's it's great to hear their stories and, you know, they'll tell me things and I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> yes, this is the truth. You know, like, so I just love to hear the stories and, you know, to have people, um, you know, I guess, I guess I don't really have a specific prayer that I pray, 
you know, I just, um, one thing is that I always, when I'm praying for people is I always say, God, let them see in themselves what you see. Not when someone has said to them, not when mm -hmm. someone has told them that they mm -hmm. are, but let them see who you say they are. Mm -hmm. Because that's so important, you know, that sometimes, you know, broken people say broken things. And then mm -hmm. we believe it, you know, because we always put our worst day against their best day. And it's like, oh, geez, you know, you have to remember that that Facebook and everything, that's a highlight reel. You know, that's not, that's not the day to day when you want to rip their hair out of your kids and yourself, you know. So that's, I always tell people like, you know, reality is, you know, not that real. <laughs> it's not as real as, as what they put on the photos. So, You talked about honor as part of yes. your mission and encourage to inspire someone with confidence to give support or hope. Yes. Did you want to add on to that or share a little yes, bit more? Yes, I think because encourage, um, people look at hope as just um, like a wishy-washy word. Like, oh, I mm -hmm. hope it happens to me. But really, in the Bible, hope means bold assurance. So, you know, we can boldly go before the throne. You know, we have to have that bold assurance to make whatever it is, our ministry, our dream, our prayer, or whatever it is, happen. And I think a lot of times that just a little bit of encouragement or empowerment, you know, you're just giving that to somebody. And that is very important because once you get someone encouraged that they can happen, even if it's just like a little teeny mustard seed, seed. <laughs> it can happen, right. you know. And so that's what's exciting, you know. So, yes. That's great. And the next one is motivate. Yes. So motivate. Um, I don't just mean like to motivate people. I mean, we need to motivate them to take action. Like you can stand up and give a speech all day long. And, you know, who here, is, you know, wants to lose 10 pounds? Everybody raises their hand. Okay. Now who here is ready to do whatever it takes to lose the 10 pounds? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I didn't want to do that. You know, I was just here for the, you know, <laughs> for the peanuts in the show, not for the, not for the working portion. So that's what's so important, too, is that we get people moving in the right direction, taking that, even if it's just one step, even if it's just, you know what, you have depression, today I'm going to get up, and no matter what, I am going to brush my teeth. And, like, then I'm going to go back to bed, but I'm, at least I'm going to get up and I'm going to brush my teeth and change my pajamas before I go back to bed. I mean, sometimes that's all you have, and if that's all you have, that's one thing you can check off. So I think that that's what's important. If just whatever that little step is, whatever that little step is. And the next word as part of your mission is prosper. Yes. So prosper is important too because a lot of times, especially when you are serving, you're giving, 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 mm -hmm. but at some time the hand needs to go the other way, and you need to learn to prosper, and so do they. So you know, that's, that's something. And we don't believe that it's like just the person that I'm helping. I mean, when you help somebody and they change their life, you are changing generations because everybody that they meet and their kids and down the line, you're changing. One decision can change a whole, you know, a whole family or a whole neighborhood or a whole community. So, or a whole state, whatever. So I think that that's what's important is that we all learn to prosper and not just monetarily, but we need to learn to prosper, you know, in who we are and what we do and how, where we go and who we meet. We're prospering all the time, but sometimes we're not counting that as a prosper. We're not counting that as a win. And that's important to take the wins. I thought it was interesting when I went to visit you that um, even a homeless dog 
comes to your warehouse yes. and asks for food. And you guys give him something. That yes. was so memorable. That's I just couldn't exactly. get that out of my mind the other day. And I took a picture of her, right, Rosie? Yes, Rosie. Rosie. Yep, she was there when we left today. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad because we see her and she's like uh she'll follow me all around so sometimes i just put her like uh she'll follow me all around so sometimes i just put her in the truck and drive her to the other side of the warehouse and then she's like okay we went somewhere you know oh my god but she's yeah i think like i said so she just comes you know throughout the day yes and every time we pull up she comes running over to us and and then after you give her the food she leaves yeah yeah you witnessed that yeah that was so yes and then later in the afternoon i'm usually by myself a lot of time so she'll come up she'll sit in your lap like what I was doing I was cutting ribbon and I, she comes and sit in my lap and she's like licking my neck I'm like okay you know I'm cutting ribbon or I'm writing thank you cards or you know whatever it is you're doing but it's I like to have my great little time with her when no one's around too but oh my gosh yeah and see that's the thing that there's so many so many many needs out there I mean homeless dogs you know there's you know whatever there's so many needs out there that it's hard sometimes to stay in your own lane you know because oh yeah we can do this but the great thing is when you do start relying on God and he does make your vision and everything your purpose so clear to you it's a lot easier than you're not like hoarding up like in the beginning you're kind of hoarding up because you're like oh my god what if I give out all these pens and then I'm not going to have any pens next year. You know, it's like whatever. When you first start, you're like, oh, you know. But then when you get like a little bit bigger like we are, it's kind of like, oh, my God, just give them five boxes of pens. I don't care. Like what else can you take? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that clothes didn't fit. Don't bring it back. Like you need to pass it on to somebody else. We do nothing. We tell everyone that comes. Once it leaves, it leaves. Like you don't bring it back. If it don't fit, you take it to church. <laughs> so how do you maintain a balance? with your job that's so um, demanding and it's so challenging too, with your prayer life? Um, well, prayer life is, I mean, that's always gonna be number one, because if you're not, I, mm -hmm. I learned this a long time ago, that, um, you know, we live in the overflow, mm -hmm. but I don't wanna be a thief, so if I don't fill the cup up and I'm giving out, I'm stealing for myself. Because I have to have that cup full, mm -hmm. you know, so then I can give out of the overflow. So for me, you know, I love to pray in the morning. I pray when I go to bed. I listen to sermons all the time in the car, like whatever. Then people are coming in and going. And I mean, your prayer life is going all day long. It's not just like, oh, we pray on Sunday or we pray before we eat. You know, I mean, that has to be constantly all day long. I mean, and sometimes when it is crazy, it is minute to minute. <laughs> You know, because, mm -hmm. you know, someone else is coming to pick up and you're like, I know we don't have that, you know, mm -hmm. and it will come in. But I think that that that's the main thing is that mm -hmm. you're praying, you're worshiping, you're thanking, you know, your Thanksgiving has to be the same thing all the time. And if you're not doing it all the time, um, realistically, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, if you want you know, to build your faith and everything, then just open a nonprofit <laughs> because you're going to learn real quick that you need to pray in whatever it is that you're looking for because um, even sometimes you can even go maybe a couple years with the same people, like we'll help you, help you, help you, but at some point it gets so big that 
you know, you just can't write the check yourself. So, and I think that that was what God did because in the beginning, he knew for us anyways, like we would each work three jobs. That's no problem. Like your full-time job, your part-time job, and then your weekend job, you know, that's mm -hmm. fine. If that's what we need to do so we can get socks to give out, then that's what we're going to do. And I think that that's why it went from, you know, 1,200 to over 5,000 in one big jump because God was like, listen, we're not going to go around this mountain again and again and again where you just get another job or do a little bit more of this and then you can write the check because he's not getting any glory in that, mm -hmm. you know. And then when you're frustrated, you're like, oh, I just spent $200 on her, $5,000 on her, 10 cents on, you know what I mean? So then you're taking all the credit anyways. And so I think that that's, that's the thing is that he meets you where you're at and I mean, now I work more hours than, well, I mean, we don't even really call it work. It's like just what we do. Mm -hmm. So people are always like, well, what do you guys do for fun? I'm like, what do you mean? My life is so fun right now. Like, <laughs> you have no idea what fun is, you know? Right. <laughs> so, what advice would you give people who um, God has put in their heart to start a 501c3 nonprofit organization and they are not moving forward because they, for whatever reason, yeah, for whatever reason, I think that you just need to go back to what was, first of all, what was the vision? Second of all, you need people on your team that are there to support your vision, not to change your vision. Because a lot of people see how they could do it better or, you know, um, they could do this or this or whatever. But that's not your vision. So you need to keep true to your vision and to what your vision is because you're the one that's going to have to answer for that. So a lot of times, you know, you have a dream stealer, somebody that's stealing your dream from you, and that's why it isn't moving forward. So if that's where they're at, I would just tell them to take a look and figure out, like, why isn't this moving forward? It isn't moving forward because God knows he can't trust you because you're going to listen to what this person said and not do what he said. So that's what I think myself personally, that the biggest growing times for us were the times when, you know, I'm throwing up because I have to tell somebody no, which that's mm -hmm. totally against me. But like I said, homeless dogs, that's not my thing. That's somebody else's thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I will get you dog food like no one's business, but I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so that's why you have to get into your lane and what is your groove? What is your thing you do? Like, I am not the money person. Like, I am not going to be asking people for money. I'm not going to be looking for money. I haven't had a check in 12 years. And God is, we always make the rent. You know, we always have the car. We always have this. So why do I want to learn how to do that when it's going to take me five hours? And it's going to be good when someone else, oh, my God, they love that. They love that's what they specialize in. They can whip those grants out in two minutes and they work every time, you know. So I think just to figure out what your lane is, stay in that lane, and then really just focus on what the vision is. So once you get that narrowed down to what your vision is, then you can move forward. You have just listened to Marina Maria, who is the host of Faith City Outreach and the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders to share their testimonies and their ministries. If you're interested in being on Faith City Outreach, please contact Marina Maria at fcoprogram at gmail.com. This music is made as a courtesy from zapsplat.com. Marina wants to thank Four Winds Ministries for partnering with Faith City Outreach.